Hello and welcome back to Building Online Sales Success. Good to have you here on the show again. This episode, I'm really excited about how to get what you really, really want. The easy way, right? This is what we all want, isn't it? We want life to be a little bit more easy, a little bit more simple and flowy and where it feels like we're not pushing treacle uphill. I mean, where where does that saying come from? It's a really silly saying, who pushes treacle uphill? But, you know, fighting against the tide, all the analogies you can think of for things feeling difficult, that is what we want to avoid, isn't it? So I want to focus this episode on how to get what you really, really want in the easiest way possible. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online sales success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income and freedom that you've been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. And that's because I know that the people in my audience are some of the most ambitious people I've ever met. I know that you have all got big dreams. I know that most of the people that listen to this podcast are doing it because they want to expand their knowledge. They want to learn something. They're on a journey to somewhere bigger. They're on a journey to somewhere better. They want to achieve things. They want to play a bigger game. Yeah. And I know that you guys join me here on the podcast to just take those little nuggets, those things that maybe I've experienced that you haven't got to yet. Maybe the mistakes that I've made that I share with you. You're here to learn something and I am so, so glad that you are. I appreciate every single listener of this show, every download, every review. I just appreciate you so much because, well, as you know, we've been doing the podcast for over a year now and I love it. I love my little slice of privacy, yeah, because I completely send my husband and Oliver out. You know, they can't be in the house when I'm recording a podcast because they just make too much noise. So this is my little slice of alone time where it's just me, my microphone, and I'm thinking of you and your goals and how I can create shows and episodes for you that are really going to help you. So this one is all about how to get what you really, really want. Now, I know that you've got big dreams, like I said earlier. I know that most of the coaches, most of the clients I'm working with at the moment, they have that feeling that they're meant for more. They're really determined to make great things happen. Motivated people give up time to listen to podcasts. It's not something that somebody unmotivated would do committed people take action on what they've learned and I know that you guys take action because you tell me in the DMs over on Instagram yeah successful people are the ones that stop at nothing 
So if you if you were attracted to listen to this episode because it was called How to Get What You Really Want and you're expecting me to give you something that is like so simple that you could just roll out of bed and have every bit of success that you want an hour later, you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> yeah, because we know as successful entrepreneurs, no matter what level of success you've achieved so far, we know that success sometimes brings difficulty it brings hard times it brings mindset issues that come up for all of us and so how to get what you really really want well tip number one is don't expect it to be effortless because the chances are it won't be anything that looks too good to be true usually is and what I'm about to share with you is the easiest way to get what you really want it's not woo I'm not talking about manifestation I'm talking about giving you a five-step strategy that's based on, if any of you have heard of Stephen Covey with the famous quote of his start with the end in mind, we're talking about reverse engineering. We're talking about a formula for getting what you really want that starts from the result you're looking to create and then works backwards, okay? So if you've heard of reverse engineering, and you've thought to yourself, oh, that sounds fancy, what is it? I'm about to give you the structure of a plan that reverse engineers what it is that you really, really want. So the first thing, the first step in this process is to know what it is, to get really, really clear on what it is that you do really, really want. Now, here's something fun that you can try out with your clients Try out with your family, your friends. Ask them directly, what is it that you want? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to create? Ask them what they want. And I bet you, I'd love to hear your feedback on this. I bet you that most people come back with what they don't want. I do this all the time. I ask my clients to tell me, what is it that you really, really want? And they say, well, I, you know, I'm not interested in this and I don't want that and I don't want the other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you what you don't want. I asked you, what do you want? Like when you close your eyes and you visualize the version of you that has what you want, what does it look like? What does it feel like? You've got to get specific about what it is that you really, really want. You've got to get grounded into it. That's why vision boards are so great, because it helps you to get grounded into what it is that you really, really want. Because if that vision isn't strong, if that desire isn't pulling you, if that feeling, you know, if that desire is not lighting a fire in your belly every single day, chances are you're going to be one of the people that gives up. So many people give up on their dreams way, way, way too short into the journey towards achieving them. Don't be one of those people. The way that you can make sure that you're not one of those people is to know exactly what it is that you want to achieve. Specificity. Get really, really specific. Then get grounded into it. Give it meaning. Make it mean something to you. Ask yourself why. You know, once you've got clear about what it is that you want, ask yourself why it is that that is important to you and how does you achieving that, how does that help other people? How does it impact the people around you? 
your family, your loved ones, your friends? How does it impact your life? How does it impact how you feel every day? Yeah, get really grounded into it. So that's the first and the most important step when it comes to reverse engineering, because you can't reverse engineer a plan if you don't know what the outcome needs to look like. Just the same way as if you were trying to plumb into your sat-nav, where it is you want the sat-nav to take you, if you don't know the address, if you don't know the postcode, the sat-nav is going to say, computer says no, <laughs> it's I can't give you directions because you don't know where it is that you actually want to go. So the most important part of reverse engineering is knowing exactly what the outcome, the result, the transformation, the achievement, the goal, know exactly what it is that you want, okay? Number two in the five-step reverse engineering plan is to know how you'll measure it. So you know what it is that you want, you know what it is that that end goal needs to look like and feel like, know how you're going to measure it. Is it measured by numbers? Is it measured by feelings? Is it measured by feedback? Is it measured by your emotion? Is it measured by something that you can see? Yeah, something that you could physically pick up or touch or look at? Or is it measured by something that you can't see? Like a feeling or an emotion or just instinct? Yeah, how are you going to measure it? And also, I, I like to include in this part, when you know how you're going to measure it, you can then start to think about, well, how am I going to reward myself? How am I going to celebrate success? What does the celebration look like for the point where I get to the final destination? But what might I reward myself or celebrate with when I hit little parts of the journey? So know how you're going to measure it. How will you know that you get there? You'll feel a certain way, you'll see a certain thing, you'll see a number come up on your company reports, you'll see something happen in your life, maybe with you and the people around you, but get really, really clear on how it is that you are going to measure this thing, this journey to this thing, this end result that you really, really want. Step three in your reverse engineering plan to get what it is that you really, really want is to plan the milestones towards it. So imagine, again, a journey is a really good example, right? Imagine if you had to do a really long journey and you know that the end result of the journey is somewhere fabulous that you really want to get to. But actually, you know that that journey is going to be pretty exhausting. You know that there are going to be points on that journey where you might need to stop catch your breath. You might need to take stock of how far you've come. You might want to stop and celebrate. You might want to stop and do a review of how far you've come and then replan the rest of the journey. So point number three is to plan these milestones. Now, I like to say between five and seven milestones is about the right amount. Because if you imagine it, any more than that, if you're planning to, I don't know, let's say you're planning to double the income in your coaching business. If you give yourself 25 milestones on that journey to doubling your coaching income, 
that's pretty overwhelming. Just to look at that written down on a piece of paper feels pretty overwhelming. So 25 would be way too many. If you give yourself two or three milestones, then the chances are the points on the journey would have to be quite big for there to only be two or three milestones. And so you might not get granular enough in your plan. You might not get specific enough in the detail and the milestones of the plan. So between five and seven for me always seems like the sweet spot. And so if you are planning these milestones on your journey to what it is that you really, really want, I would suggest that you set out between five and seven points on the journey. Yeah, it might be, take the example again about you doubling the income in your coaching business. One of the milestones might be when you have defined your strategy for audience growth, when you have built a plan for accelerating the number of collaborations that you do in the quarter. Yeah, one of the milestones for doubling the income in your coaching business might be when you have built and launched a group coaching program so that you can scale a one-to-many offer rather than just sticking with your one-to-one offer. One of the milestones on your journey might be when you've built a finance report that maybe you or you outsource this, when you've built a finance report that helps you to track your monthly recurring revenue. Yeah, so get really clear. What are the milestones on your journey? Number four of this five-step plan is to anticipate the blockers, anticipate the problems. Again, go back to the journey. If you were doing a long journey and you knew you were going to have to stop on the way, where would you expect to encounter difficulty on that journey? Where would you expect things to feel difficult? What might be the blockers? Well, I drive an electric car. (laughs) So one of the blockers on my journey would be running out of electricity and not having anywhere to charge it. I must say, though, neat tangent, I love my electric car. I wasn't sure at the point where I actually decided to buy it. I wasn't sure. My husband was flying the flag for, yeah, let's go electric. You're going to love this car. I didn't test drive it. I bought it brand new, didn't test drive it. And then when I first drove it, I was scared to death because it didn't make any noise. So I couldn't really tell whether I was driving it or not. And now I absolutely love it. I've had it six months now. Absolutely love it. But it would definitely be a blocker on a long journey if I ran out of electricity. So my question to you is, what blocks, what challenges can you anticipate on your journey to go in where you want to get to? And most importantly, it's not just about knowing the blockers. It's about once you know them, you're then able to make a plan to avoid them, to drive around them, to take a B road. Yeah, like instead of knowing that those blockers are there and then butting up against them and going, oh, yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen and I didn't make a plan for it. So if you know that something is going to cause you a challenge or a delay or some frustration or some overwhelm, something is going to get in your way, know what those things are, anticipate them, get ahead of them, and then build a plan to mitigate them completely or minimize them in some way. Okay, so step four is know the blockers and then manage them. And then guess what step five is. If you are going to reverse engineer your way to anything you want, to achieve anything you want, step five has got to be take the bloody action. 
Yeah, I am the worst person in the world for building a plan, to do the plan, to make the plan, to enjoy the plan. I will plan a plan, a plan, a plan. Yeah, I love planning. I love planning. I could spend days planning. Now, the good thing for me is I also love implementing because, well, (laughs) the reason I love implementing is because I love celebrating. (laughs) Yeah, I love to reward myself with a, a nice candle, a spa day, a new bag, something that I want. Yeah, just something that feels like a treat. So take the action. You are never going to get to where you want. It doesn't matter how good the plan is. You are never going to get what you want if you don't take action on the plan. Now, that means when you've built the plan, when you've done step one of getting really specific and grounded into what it is that you want, when you've done step two of knowing how you're going to measure it, when you've done step three of planned out five to seven milestones on the journey, when you've done step four and anticipated the challenges and built a plan to manage them, when you've done all of those things, you've then got to sit back and say, do I feel excited about this plan? Am I still excited about the outcome, the place I'm trying to get to, the goal? Does it still light the fire in my belly? Does it make me want to implement? And do I feel aligned to the plan? Or have I just ticked a few boxes? Have I just gone off and built a plan and I don't really feel that aligned to it? The minute that you feel aligned to it, you are ready to go. And that's the point where you've got to implement. You've got to take the action because even baby steps move you forward. Yeah, but standing still will keep you standing still. You will get nowhere if you just sit looking at a plan. So step five of any reverse engineering plan has got to be take the action. Okay, take the action. Now, one of the things I know that you, well, you guys tell me this all the time, One of the things I know that you want is to avoid trading time for money. Am I right? I know that you guys tell me this all the time that you've come from a corporate job where you're trying to replace a salary. You're trying to then grow your income. It's very tempting to always think about the income and your pricing in terms of like an hourly rate. And it's also very tempting to sort of itemize the things that you sell. So when you when you pull your offers together, I know some of you have like struggled with this in the past where you kind of want to show the client everything that they're getting and kind of like itemize it because that feels like you're delivering great value and great service because you itemize it. But unfortunately, that stifles your income. It gives you a lower sales conversion rate. And it puts you into the place where you're trading time for money. And every hour that you work has, you know, a carrot is like dangling a carrot for every hour that you work. And you get forced into this mindset that I'm only going to earn more money if I work harder. I'm only going to earn more money if I add more hours to my day, which of course leads you to the point where you say, but there aren't any more hours. I'm already working all the hours. So how do I now get what I want? How do I grow further? And I know that you guys want this because it's one of the most common questions that I hear, which is, you know, how do I stop trading time for money, Rachel? And how do I get really confident selling high ticket? Because when I sell high ticket, 
I'm then out of that phase of feeling like it's always about trading time for money. Because when you sell high ticket, what you're really doing is getting very, very confident around the result that you help somebody to create and the value that that result has on the client that you're helping. Yeah, what it's really worth to them, what that result is really, really worth to them. And it's usually so much more than you think it is. So you could be sat on, a, on an amazing high ticket offer right now, but you're not selling a high ticket offer because you're stuck in this mindset of, well, I've just got to work harder and I've just got to add more hours to my day and find more clients to make more income. And that isn't what you need to do. What I would love to invite you to do is join me on my two-day live workshop. I'm running a, a live sales workshop completely free on the 27th and 28th of September at midday UK time. You are all invited. So if you want to learn how to sell high ticket, I'm going to be sharing all the secrets of selling high ticket. How to understand, you know, who is a high ticket buyer? What's the difference between a high ticket client and a lower ticket client? What really is the difference in the characteristics? How can you spot them? How can you attract them? And most importantly, how can you sell to them? We're going to be going into buyer psychology and what the buyer psychology is of a high ticket client. I'm so excited to share this workshop with you. That At the moment, I haven't opened it up to my social media audience, but obviously once I do, the spaces are going to go really quickly. So if you want to grab a spot, I will drop the link below this episode for you. I'd love to have some of my podcast listeners at the workshop. That would be just amazing, okay? So I'd love to see some of you there. If you've got any questions in the meantime about high ticket or, or reverse engineering, what we've talked about in this episode, drop into my DMs over on Instagram. I love having chats with you guys over there. But yeah, I would love to invite you to come to my two-day live sales workshop. I cannot wait. And I still haven't quite finalized the slides. So if there is something that you really want to know about signing high ticket and selling a higher priced offer, then come and ask me and I'll make sure I cover it in the slides for you. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I really have. My coffee's gone cold. It's still dark. It's still raining. Autumn is drawing in people. Summer is well and truly gone. But I have loved this episode. So thank you so much for being here. If you're subscribed to the show, great. If you're not, go and click the subscribe so that you get notified of our future episodes. Everything I talk about is all about helping you grow your business, helping you grow your online coaching or service-based business. So go and subscribe. And if you know anybody that would get value from listening to a podcast all about helping you grow your online business, then please do share the listening links with them too. I'll leave it here for now and I will see you on the next episode. So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. 
If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there. 